What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trail Blazers reporter Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts, and now also on YouTube. We made it to our goal of 1,000 subscribers by Halloween, but that doesn't mean you need to stop subscribing to the show. If you haven't subscribed, go to YouTube right now and, sub- and subscribe. Just search Locked on Blazers. You'll find us. Mash that subscribe button. Join the show five days a week. Available wherever you get podcasts, free wherever you get podcasts, and also on YouTube. So make this show your first listen every day. Make it a part of your routine, the only daily Trailblazers podcast. So make sure you get into it. Well, <laughs> the Blazers lost 107-104 tonight in Cleveland. Uh, an 0-3 road trip. They've still winless on the road, 0-4. They're 3-5 on the season. And I there's some we gotta unpack some stuff here. This was um, you know, this was I, I said before this was kind of like a game that you want them to get right, you want them to play well, and they did not get right. Um it's still it, it still didn't look as smooth as you wanted it to. So let's let's get into all of um I want to talk about the final two minutes and thirty seconds. Um, you know, Dame the clock never struck Dame time. I want to talk about some uh the Blazers went big, then they went small, some sort of lineup changes and sort of what went right and what didn't there. And then I want to talk about the close of the show. Chauncey Billups said this team it doesn't is is a Count is counter are counter punchers. They do not throw the first punch. He's used that sort of punching metaphor uh, throughout the season. I want to sort of unpack what that means and what that looks like. So that's what we'll do. But first, like we do at this time, it's time for the fastest recap in the West. The Blazers lost this game 107-104. They were down 26, or excuse me, up 26-23 after one. Dame had nine points in the first quarter, and the Blazers did not turn the ball over. But Cleveland came roaring back during a frustrating second quarter for your Portland Trailblazers. The Cavs led by as many as 12 in that third quarter, or excuse me, in the second quarter, and led at the break 60-53. to Norman Powell kept the Blazers in at 18 of his 23 points came in the first half, and the Cavs had four guys in double figures at halftime, including Dylan Windler, Belmont's own, who had three threes and 11 points in the first half. Uh... In third quarter, also didn't go right for the Blazers. Blazers couldn't come all the way back. 87-77 after three. Blazers down 10 entering the fourth. The Cavs had eight turnovers in the third quarter, and the Blazers could not cut into the lead. They cut a, they trimmed a seven-point halftime deficit into a 10-point halftime deficit despite eight, eight turnovers in the Cleveland Cavaliers. But the Blazers got themselves in it early in the fourth quarter, cutting the lead to one with just eight minutes to go, uh, down 93-92 at the 7.59 mark of the fourth quarter. But they couldn't get all the way back. And still, in the final two minutes, they had a chance. A chance to tie the game with two and a half minutes left and a chance to to tie the game again at the buzzer. Damian Lillard missed that. A layup with two and a half minutes left and then a three at the buzzer from the corner was off the mark. A fading three from the left corner over Jared Allen. It's off. Cavs win 107-104. And that's your ball game. That's your fastest recap in the West. Um... You know, a, a lot a lot going on here, but what I want to focus on here early is the final two minutes and 30 seconds. Um, it's important to sort of note how they got here, and then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of uh, dive into what happened in those final two and a half minutes. Uh, the Blazers had, had played a sort of small big lineup uh, in, in the beginning of the quarter with Larry Nance at center and, and Robert Covington and, and Nazir Little, and then they, they uh, 
took Norm, uh, took Nas out, brought Norm in, and still played with a kind of the Rocco Larry Nance front line um, along with Norm and, and Damon CJ. And they, they this was, you know, like a, a little more length and no traditional center, um, kind of like trying to be a little more aggressive and be faster. Uh, but then they went back, they, they were kind of getting hounded on the glass, and they went back to Nurk. And then at the three minute and 17 second mark, Chauncey Billups committed to the lineup. Now we've now seen two games in a row, the four guard lineup. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the big versus small in the second segment, but so final three minutes, they're playing with Dame, CJ, Norman Powell, Anthony Simons, and, and Yusuf Nurkic four four six foot three guards around Nurk. Um, and the offense went through Dame. The game is close and it just, and they just go through Dame over the, over the, um, over the final two and a half minutes. He used all, all six of the fine of of the Blazers' final uh, possessions by use, I mean finished. Like he either shot it or turned the ball over. He he. This is that is how usage rate works. But Dame used over the final two and a half minutes every single possession for the Blazers. Starting at the two minutes and thirty second mark, the Blazers get a rebound. They push the other way. Dame gets himself inside and and just smokes a wide open right handed layup. Um, just smokes it. Just at, like um. I think both Kevin Kevin uh, Calabro and Lamar heard on the broadcast were like, "Oh!" It was like an exclamation, like, "Oh no!" Um, that smoked layup turned into an alley oop the other way. When you miss a layup, you you seemingly always give up fast break points. Um, it just it just always happens. Uh, they come down on the next possession, and Dame steps into a, a deep top of the key three that hits the um, hits the right rim and 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 bounds over to the corner. Then. On the Blazers' next possession, after the Cavs score, they're now up six. Dame's, you know, trying to get into it. He gets a switch onto uh, Cavs rookie Evan Mobley, works to his left side exactly. We've seen Dame do this before. He's really good going left. Uh, Tries to just speed burst past Mobley to the rim, and Mobley, who's going to be a very special player, swats uh, Dame at the rim with no problem. He knew exactly what Dame was going to do, and it was no problem. But the Blazers... um, they they forced a turnover on the next possession, and uh, you know they're down six with like a minute left, and it's like the, okay they really they really need something, um, they really need something to happen, and they, and they do get a turnover, and they go the other way, and Darius Garland tries to take a foul, like he tries to foul Anthony Simons on. Uh, on the break to like prevent a fast break and, and Ant flips the ball back to Dame and Dame just catches it and tries to hit it ahead to Ant, except that Darius Garland had poked Ant in the eye and kind of tripped him up a little bit. A weird no call ball goes out of bounds, turnover on Damian Lillard with it for a bad pass. Uh, that would, would just, just under a minute to go 56.6 seconds when the ball goes out of bounds. So that's four straight possessions, three misses and a turnover now from Dame here in the final two and a half minutes. We're under a minute to go, uh, Blazers get another stop, and what does Dame do? He just attacks the rack again. The dude is relentless, gets to the rim, is gets fouled. You know, they run a pick and roll, gets to the rim, gets fouled, makes a free throw, and one. The Blazers are now down three. Damon Lillard, the, the, a relentless attacker, um, gets his, you know, gets the Blazers back in the game. Uh, Cavs run the clock down. Colin Sexton misses a three-pointer. They get, Blazers get the ball, and nine seconds left you kind of know it's going through Dame every possession has gone through Dame he's taken he's you know he's used five straight possessions you know it's going through him and he gets the ball back with uh with nine seconds left tries to kind of operate again going left and get a screen from Nurk they switch Jared Allen onto him and you know you you've got to take a three that no timeouts everybody knows it's it changes the way you defend for sure and the way you can get space and Dame kind of fades himself all the way into the corner and takes a step back three he honestly got an okay look at it like it's a hard shot but it's we're talking about Damian Lillard, like the Damian Lillard that we know that both of us, uh, you dear listener, and I both know, like he can make that shot. Um, it's, was it easy? No. Was it a particularly good play call? No. But can he hit it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
Maybe you'd like to see the Blazers do something a little more creative there. Maybe you'd like to see them run the two-man action with Damon CJ so the defense has to make a decision. When you run a pick-and-roll with Nurk, you kind of know the deal. But maybe you wanted Jared Allen on you because you know you can get a little bit of space. Like, um, whatever it was, they they went through Damon, and he, he came up short. And this, you know, this... We're not going to talk about it here because we've talked about it ad nauseum on every single podcast. Like this continues a, a shooting struggle for Dame. 26 points on 20, 10 of 27 shooting, um, 3 of 12 from 3. Uh, you know, this CJ didn't have a great game, but he shot way better from 3. CJ was 4 of 9 from deep, 7 of 19 from the floor. And Norman Powell, 3 of 6 from deep, 9 of 16 from the floor, 23 points. He did, you know, Norman only had 5 points after halftime. He was cooking early, but um, couldn't keep it up. So a couple things here. W- one, like... I'm okay with going through Dame there. I think you could be more creative with what you do, but I'm I'm okay with going through Dame there. I'm okay with going through someone else too, but I don't think this was like, he wasn't having one of those nights where it's like, absolutely not. And you kind of know what it is. And why I started this segment talking about the small ball lineup is because who was on the floor matters. If you have... A, and and uh, Rocco came in for the final possession if, 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 if you're really scoring at home, but uh, just inbound the ball. It was an ant on the floor. So you're, you're down one shooter, even though Robert Covington was fine in this game. Robert Covington totally fine in this game. Uh, six points on two of three shooting, seven boards, two assists, three steals, and a block. Like that's a that's a that's just a solid as hell Robert Covington game. That, no worries on that one. But why I mention the small lineup is because when the Blazers go small, they're just, when they run this small guard lineup, the four guard lineup with Nurk, they're just letting Dame cook and matchup hunt. They're not running their stuff. They're spacing shooters out and they're saying, you go. And if, and Dame goes, and if he, and if he gets the mismatch and gets in the paint, you kick out and you play off him, but they're not running stuff with him. They're just letting him cook. They're letting, um, they're the small lineup is puts the four best Blazers, four best offensive players in the floor. And in theory, they're, they're sort of defensive anchor with Yusuf Nurkic, right? Um, that team's not going to stop anyone. And, and Chauncey Bill basically admitted as much, as much in, in the post game, but you, with that group, you're just not getting into much creative offense. Now, if Dame was hidden, like you, we know that he is capable of, he's, he's one of the great offensive players in the league. He has not been so through the first eight games of the season. And I, I'm, I'm willing to wager he'll get back there at some point. But like he, if Dame, if Dame was on a run like he is, then yeah, just roll the damn ball out, let him go. But when he's not, I think the onus has to be on the coaching staff to be a little more creative with what they do in those, you know, I, I understand what they're doing. They're saying, let's put our four best offensive players on the floor. Like if, you know, if you listen to me, um, if you listen to this podcast, like I, I kind of think like who plays is the only thing the coach really does, but you gotta be, they need, they need to have something that they run some kind of something that they run with that group because otherwise if dame isn't rolling if dame is if dame is kind of looking a little bit pedestrian like he's looked then um then the four guard lineup loses some of its pop because the the whole point would be that dame is unguardable and you have all the space around him but if dame is guardable if dame is not if dame isn't punishing people and saying you better send two to the ball then you double team and now you've got all your shooters like the the potency of that group kind of loses it loses its juice. Also, when you play that many smalls, when you play like a bunch of six foot three guys, um, the, the defense is just going to switch everything. So they're going to keep everything in front. So I'm running like a bunch of off ball back screens and stuff. Like unless you're really unless the ball's really zipping around, which the Blazers really haven't shown a proclivity to do very much or propensity, I should say, to do very much. Um, then, then like player movement isn't gonna isn't gonna wreck shop. Like they're just gonna keep passing you along and keep switching on the ball and off the ball and keep you in front. And 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 you're still gonna end up playing one on one. You're just gonna end up playing one on one later in the clock. So, um, I'll say this. 
and it's why I've said this a bunch. The whole machine is set up to run through Dame, and even when he's struggling, the whole machine is set up to run through Dame. He's he he's going to be he's going to be the the biggest cog in this whole thing. Like, um, the game's close. The game's on the line. The dude with a nine year reputation of being one of the best players in the league gets to gets to run stuff. And when he's not cooking, you see the problem with it. And I don't put I I put that on Dame. I put that on the coaching staff. Like he's not playing well, and they're not kind of being creative enough. But um, this team is still set up to run through Dame time. That is where their 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 watches are set to. And you see sort of the challenges with it is that he you know you kind of have to take the good with the bad. This was supposed to be like the year of more creative offense, the year of all this, the year of Dame's less burden. But you can see when the game's on the line what the star player's comfort level is. This is what he's comfortable with. This is what they're going to do. So it's on the coaching staff not to drastically overhaul, but to make small tweaks to fix this because um, the lineup kind of pushes you in this direction with the small guard lineup and the the freedom that Dame has to operate, which he's, he's absolutely earned, kind of pushes you in this direction. But when Damian Lord is, you know, one of the five best offensive players in the league, this is like a, this looks more potent when he's not. Then you start to say, okay, well, why doesn't CJ get a touch? Or like, you know, Ant has been awesome. Why doesn't Amphrey Simons get a touch? Or why, you know, what runs him stuff through Norm. Uh, Amphrey Simons, who I didn't mention, 15 off the bench. He's just, he he's just dependable as hell. Um, He just can really, really, Really score at this level. So I thought the last two minutes and 30 seconds is kind of symptomatic for where the Blazers are. They're still dependent on Dame to be good, and he isn't very good right now, and that ends up with a loss in Cleveland 0-3 for the road trip, 3-5 and on the year, and people freaking out. And I think it, you're okay to freak out if you want to. I'm not, like, super panicked, because I can read the standings, and they're just not that far out of it, but um, they don't look good, and Dame doesn't look good, and that's that could be concerning. So if you are smashing the panic button, I'm not telling you, I'm not I'm telling you to keep your hands off it. I'm just saying, um, it's not for me. I'm making arbitrary rules for myself. You do what you need to do to process a Blazers loss. Um, no, I will not police that by any means. Uh, in the second segment, I, I, we touched on it here a little bit, but I want to, uh, I want to talk about the Blazers playing different shapes. Uh, cause I think I am truly obsessed with who plays and when, but, uh, I think, I think the different shapes, the different looks that they have kind of, offer them a chance to do different things. And I want to unpack that a little bit in the second segment. But first, let's talk about rockauto.com. The place where you can just save time and money if you're shopping for all of your auto part needs. If you go to a chain store or the or the car dealership, you might spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same parts that you can just find on rockauto.com. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business that specializes in helping the do-it-yourselfers. And they've been doing that for over 20 years. And they're not just do-it-yourselfers, but everybody gets reliably low prices. So if you are a professional mechanic, you can use Rock Auto and save money. Or if you're someone just working on your car in the yard, you can use Rock Auto to save money. They got everything you can need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil, even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.ag. It's back and better than ever with a new web interface for the beginning of basketball season, plus more props and odds and lines than ever 
ever before. Bet Online is your number one spot for basketball and football action this season. So as we head into the meat of both of these schedules, the, the NFL and the NBA season, there's no better place to do it than BetOnline.ag. So you can head over there today on your desktop or your mobile device, and you can put in the promo code Locked On when you're making your first deposit, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. So from football to basketball, or uh, NHL, combat sports like boxing and UFC, soccer here and abroad, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of these amazing offers. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's bet online where the game starts. All right. So we talked about Dame time. We talked about the final two minutes and 30 seconds where things just went awry and kind of the nuts and bolts of why that went awry. But the Blazers got themselves back into the game. If you'll recall from the fastest recap in the West, they were down 10 heading into the fourth quarter, and they scrambled back to get to get in this scrambled to get back in this one is, is what I'm trying to say. Um, and and they did it by going what you might call small on its face but bigger than they normally play, quite frankly. They started the fourth quarter with that front line of Robert Covington, Larry Nance, and and Nazir Little. And that length propelled the Blazers back into the game. They don't... It's not like that's like some kind of... Um, that isn't that isn't the magic formula, right? Like playing playing Nance at center and, and Covington and, and, and Nas, right? Like, I Norman Powell's too good to sit. I mean... He's the Blazers' third best player, probably. Uh, it's it, it it it's tough, right? Like you, this is the balance. But but the length and that athleticism and the activity on defense help the Blazers get back into this game. They have not been a particularly good defensive team this year, and some of their defensive problems are just just straight up physical. They play a lot of small groups. Um, they close the the uh, game with three dudes who are six, three and under because those are their four best offensive players. It's hard to blame the coaching staff. You kind of have what you got. You have what you have. Um, but they're, but finding that balance, right. Of, um, of the, when you go to the Nas Rocco Nance group and when you go smaller is going to be sort of the secret here. Why I say that group is kind of like small, but big is because Nance is probably like an undersized five and Rocco isn't like a big four, but, uh, Nas is a, is a longer three, even if he's like six, five, six, six, like he's got long arms and that length and athleticism, like that's sort of when, when other teams have like, you've celebrated small ball lineups is because every Everybody is six seven and long and that's kind of the theory like a lot of like size dudes who are athletic like that's that to me that is intriguing that grouping was intriguing and it helped the Blazers get back in the game then of course Norm comes in and the offense just gets and Norm comes in for Nas you know it's like a they cut a four point or a ten point lead to six and, and then all of a sudden it's like a one point game when Norm checks in because just more offensive punch makes this team more dangerous um and then down the stretch, they go small, and uh, they were down down four when the small when the uh, four guard lineup checked in, and they lost the game by three. Like, uh, of course, they had a chance to they had a chance to tie the game with two minutes left, and Damian Lord smoked a wide open layup. So, like, what I'm saying here is, um, I think the balance for the coaching staff. And Chauncey's brand new to this and still trying to figure it out. And, you know, you've got a bunch of moving parts and all these things. And like all of a sudden Ant is playing so well, you just like have to find a way to get him on the floor. But if you do that, you're really small. And Norman Powell's so good that it's hard to say Ant plays over him. Like for my money, as good as Ant's been, Norman Powell is a better basketball player and has has been better this year. Like he's just really solid. Um, more variety to his game with the ability to get all the way to the rim and get fouled. He's a more physical defender. Like that's a tough 
choice, right? Chauncey's faced with this tough choice. He's going four guards because those are your four best offensive players. But it's striking this balance to when you go traditionally big on that second unit with... Um, with Larry Nance and Zeller, and when you go a little bit smaller and leave Rocco in. Uh, and to start the third quarter, Tony Snell was the first sub off the bench, and I thought Tony Snell looked slow. Um, and in the first game, he played um, he played in Philly, and he hit two threes, but I thought he got barbecued a couple times on defense, just like slow feet. Uh, and he looked, you know, he didn't get um, he didn't get the offensive chances in this one, and again, it looks like he has slow feet. Um, it's, you know, he's long, and I think the length will help, but again, here you're balancing. Can you you know, are you going to get hunted because of of your speed? Can you afford to play another sort of um, slow-footed player next to Nurk or next to um, next to Zeller or, quite frankly, next to Nance, and then ask guys to cover? Like it's it's this is sort of the the balancing act of this team. And I think what we've seen with the four guard lineup is that this is the Blazers' most potent theoretical lineup and and it has you puts your four best offensive players on the court and it's and you say okay this makes sense let's go with that and i i I like it in theory um i mentioned when we first saw it in philly that probably wouldn't be able to play it against the um against the Cavs because the Cavs are gigantic uh lowry markinen did not play in this game so the Cavs, who usually start three seven footers only started two but even down the stretch um the the Cavs went back to mobley and and jared allen two seven footers and then on their front line and the blazers said screw it we'll play small we're not afraid of that um and props props to playing to your strengths right like force the other team to adjust to you that's that's um that's in theory what you would do right but and i want to say like it didn't work and it didn't work because damian lord missed some shots down the stretch and there was like a weird no call um you know he misses a layup and there's like a weird no call on the fast break if those plays if he makes a layup and those go in the blazers might win like the then the four guard lineup worked right um but i think the point is not like the missed shots i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to go to results i want to go to process and i think the process is that you need to find a group that provides balance. And in the past, the Blazers starting lineup has been that group that provides that balance of a little bit of defense and a bunch of offense. Damian Lord isn't really, he's not, he's just not rolling. So the bunch of offense doesn't get there. So now you're searching for, can we be a slightly better defense because our offense isn't quite there. And I think slightly better defense might be more, more Nance and Rocco pairings because those are your two best help defenders. Um, figuring out when to deploy Nurk because against certain matchups, he's okay. But I thought Jared Allen kind of barbecued Nurk, Nurk a little bit. Or uh, if I guess if Tony Snell got barbecued, um, uh, Yusuf Nurkic got roasted. Uh, if we, we just got to continue with cooking metaphors. But like, this is the challenge for this team, right? Is like you've you've identified a small group that works. I think tonight we saw the beginning of a of a longer, you know, like you know, maximum athlete group that could work. Um, you know, Damon CJ along with along with Nas, Rocco, and Nance. Like the challenge is when to deploy those. Um, I think they both can be useful. I think um, you know, I think if you were getting hurt on the glass with that sort of with Nance at center, you put uh, Nurk back in just because he's so damn big. He can take up space and maybe make you a better rebounding team just by virtue of being gigantic and putting bodies on people. So, and the Blazers played a, a stretch in there when they, when they took, like gave Robert Covington a rest and they played Nurk and not, um, and Nance together. Um, that pairing didn't, didn't sort of link up particularly well. And Larry Nance kind of yelled at Nurk on one offensive possession for not finishing a cut. But, um, it's kind of how Larry rolls, but like, it's, this is, I think, I think two things. I think that, like I said, the, 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 the onus is on the coaching staff to find a balance of when to go one way and when to go the other. But, um, 
there also is an urgency to get get this right, like three and five to get this right. Like that's I'm not panicking, I'm not freaking out. Like I said, I can I can count the games in the standings. It's it's too early to to say this is you know this is sunk. I think even if they're like you know nine and seven, 16 games in, I'm not going to say this is sunk. You know if they <laughs> like that would be you know six and two over their next couple games. So maybe feel a lot better. But like um, it's it's I'm not super worried about sort of where. I'm not super worried about where they are in the standings. I just think we've like reached a point where there's a balance between let's figure out what works and let's go win. Um, and uh, I'm not sure exactly. I'm not offering like a real solution to that. I'm just recognizing that the four guard lineup is is dicey, right? Like it's it's it is matchup specific, and that the other lineups haven't given you enough bonus on the other end of being a competent defensive team to to firmly go away from the four guard lineup. They got to figure out a solution. They got to, in the past, they've had one really good group and then you kind of figure it out from there. They need to find that one really good group. Some of it is just if Dame hit shots, the, the first team, the starting lineup is going to be good again. But um, the idea of this team was that they had more and better depth and more and better depth means you could find combinations that work and the Blazers need to find a better combination that works. You know, just numbers wise, Dame plus bench, that's Dame, Ant, Nas, Larry and uh, Cody Zeller has been a kick-ass team, but they've played so few possessions that it's, it's meaningless numbers. I'm not going to hit you with lineup data just yet, but better believe I saw that on cleaning the glass and I said, oh, oh, really? So, uh, you know, 10, 15 games in, maybe Sunday's show, Monday show, I mean, I hit you with lineup data. But for now, just know that, like, I'm looking at this team and thinking they need to find some balance. In the third segment, I want to close out the show uh, and talk a little bit about counterpunching. Chauncey Billups said he's 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 frustrated that his team is a bunch of counterpunchers and he wishes they'd throw the first punch. So that's what we'll talk about to close the show. But first, let me tell you that this show, this episode of Lockdown Blazers is brought to you by McDonald's, who is proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you'll always look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. If you're me, McDonald's has been a long time Oregon road trip staple. You're, you're driving to rural Oregon. You don't know what, what you're going to get. You can you could count on McDonald's. Uh, count on for the Wi-Fi to file your uh, your high school sports stories and count on it for French fries when you're just when you just need a break when you've been driving a long time and you're somewhere deep down the 101. So why don't you head over to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect right now? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Still a pass for his point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You're still listening to Locked on Blazers. That music you hear is from Dre Slaps, Portland's own. There's uh, a link to all of Dre's work and his merchandise in the episode description for this very episode. So make sure you support local music. Support Dre. Appreciate you, buddy. All right. We talked the we talked game time coming up short. We talked sort of the, the, the strange lineup balance that the Blazers are searching for. Now I want to talk about counter-punching. After the game, Chauncey Billups says one of the frustrations with this team is that they are counter-punchers. They wait for the other team to throw the first punch and then they try to strike back. And that struck me. That Strike, struck, I'm stuck in there. Um, but that, that caught my attention because after heading into this road trip, you remember that? You remember how good that felt? The Blazers beat Memphis. They beat the Clippers. The defense was really starting to come around. They looked good. And I said... 
does this thing travel? That was what my show was following the Clippers game. I, I asked the question, does this thing travel? The answer, unfortunately, is no. This thing does not travel. <laughs> and Buzz didn't bring the juice with him. But after that game against the Clippers, Chauncey Phillips said the thing that he liked most was that his team threw the first punch. And I think this metaphor is useful for thinking about what's the deal with this Blazers team. They just... Um, they haven't just boat raced teams out of the gate. Even their win over Memphis, they were down eight and had to had to come back a little bit. Um, you know, and they've had some. You know, they've now had three straight losses where where they've fallen apart. A sloppy second half in Charlotte. Um, you know, uh, just couldn't couldn't get it together in the third quarter against Philly. And now tonight, the final three minutes against. Um, uh, the final th- the final three <laughs> minutes in Cleveland, um, but like this isn't all just bad starts and them having to scramble back. I think it's more the idea that they're not imposing their will. They're kind of trying to figure it out. Some of that is basic stuff. Damian Lillard's in the worst shooting slump of his career. He's not the same. He's not the same hyper efficient monster. Uh, monster just super duper star that he was last season i think he'll get back there i'm not worried about that but the rest of it is just the the sort of like level of physicality and resistance we've seen stretches eight minutes ten minutes here and there where the blazers have ramped up the physicality they've come out you know picked up higher on the floor been more aggressive pushed out people's catch points made uh made dribble handoffs a little bit harder made everything you know five percent five to seven percent uh harder um It's like, and then we've seen moments where the resistance isn't there and they kind of lean back like, okay, maybe we can outshoot this team. Well, right now they're not shooting well. They got to kind of sort of lean back on maybe being a better defensive team. Another thing that was sold to us this year was they were going to be better on defense. We haven't really seen it. We've seen moments when they can be it, but overall they, um, I'll tell you now, no stats. I said, we'll wait till Monday show for stats, but like, they don't look like a good defensive team, y'all. They just don't look like it. That's not what they are right now. So here's, here's where I'm at. Like, I like this idea of being the team that throws the first punch because I, I don't, I don't think like, I don't think physicality or, or effort is necessarily the problem, but a team that imposes their style early in the game. And I don't think the Blazers have developed quite that sort of identity and style to say, okay, here's what we are. We're a team that plays super fast and gets up a ton of threes. We're a team that plays really physical on defense and gets out and runs. We're a team that just murders you with pick and rolls that we just, we just run so many of our best play like Mike D'Antoni style. We spread you out. we run a million pick and rolls and dare you to guard us because we put so many shooters on the floor. They don't impose, they haven't really impose their will on teams even when they're getting going it's usually like okay first quarter is kind of slow offense doesn't look good Anthony Simons comes in and makes some shots and you're like thank goodness and it's like the identity is Anthony Simons saves the day you want Ant to be the guy that slams the door that's like that's the goal right is that the 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 Starting lineup is so damn good that when Amphrey Simons, who's just been awesome off the bench as an offensive threat, when he gets in the game, that he he whoops, he just he just slams the door shut. He just whoops you down. Like that's that's who they they aspire to be. And I think I think that metaphor is really kind of where where I've I agree with Chauncey with that. Is like what what they need to be is the team that imposes their will early as opposed to trying to find that identity late. And I think this was a Cleveland was a perfect example. Uh, they couldn't, they just couldn't get going. They're down 10 entering the fourth and Chauncey Phillips ends up mixing and matching a ton of different lineups with, uh, you know, small and then Nurk and then super small, you know, big with Nurk and Nance and then super small with the four guards. Like he's scrambling to find, like to find answers. Um, 
the onus is, is on him and his staff to kind of figure out what that is and figure out a rotation that works and then, you know, matchup wise, make decisions from there. But I think he's he's kind of grasping at stuff because his star player's not shooting well. And uh, they just, the, the team just hasn't been consistent with their defensive focus. And, you know, I, I didn't think this was going to be a good defensive team this year. I think I've been pretty consistent that I think they were going to be something like 20 or 22, like as opposed to one of the terrible defensive teams, just like bottom 10 in the league with, with a potential to be a slightly below average defense, something like 15 to 17. Um, and right now they're just not. There's they're just there's too many nights when they're just not there defensively. And and Cleveland was a perfect example of that. So too many open threes in the in the first half. And then when they kind of locked in a little bit, Cleveland had a rhythm. They got it going. Um, you know, you you let Dylan Windler get loose, and then you leave yourself open to Darius Garland and Colin Sexton just like being good offensive players. You can't you you can't get beat by the other guys, and then hope to and then hope to hold off the stars. You gotta you just have to be sharper on defense. The Blazers. Played a little bit of zone in the first half. They lost him in zone. They played man to man. They lost guys in man to man where where the closeouts were 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 poor. The rotations were either too early or too late. Um, getting caught in between on that stuff. Like this needs to be a team that's sharper and committed on defense early in games because they can be. Can they be that for 48 minutes? I don't know, but I'd like to see them be that for the first eight minutes for a couple games in a row and kind of sort of develop that identity that when the ball goes up, we're going to be slightly more difficult to play against. Um, And I don't think we've seen that on this trip. They come back Friday. They play the Indiana Pacers Saturday. They play the Lakers. Um, You know, does this thing travel? No, but can it come back home and find its rhythm? Let's hope so. Because um, this team's too talented kind of to, to be where they are this week. An 0-3 road trip and three straight losses after where they looked like they, they were headed is, is pretty deflating. So, um, it's time to put some air back in our balloons, y'all. We deserve it. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you like the Trailblazers. You're deep into this pod. You enjoyed the team. So I'm sure you're rooting for them to have a little more success. So they got to get right. Um, Pacers also won tonight. They beat the Knicks. Like that, They're a team that's kind of finding their rhythm under under uh, Carlisle, under Rick Carlisle for a first year first year back with Indiana um not even a first year certainly not a first year head coach and not even his first time with the Pacers but they're kind of finding their rhythm um they can they play really big they they're dealing with their own uh, health issues but um if Miles Turner has been awesome the last couple nights and uh and that should be a, that should be a fun challenge for them so make sure you listen to that show we'll have a recap after that one um Friday show before the Pacers game we're gonna do a mailbag at Mike G Rich on Twitter or locked on blazerspot at gmail.com those are two ways to contact me for the mailbag I'll also send out a tweet asking for some questions so make sure you're following me on twitter do me a favor subscribe to the show on youtube go there and subscribe right now if you're listening to my voice and you haven't subscribed you're too deep into the show not to subscribe you owe it to me go go subscribe uh i'm talking to you mike i know you listen mike my dear listener mike basketball mike i know you listening subscribe to the podcast subscribe to the show on youtube and then tell your friends to do the same uh also available wherever you get podcasts just search lockdown blazers be there waiting for you Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.